Well, welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil. We're joined by the returning Kevin Lewis, director of The Accursed. It's very cool to have you here again. Thank you, Neil, for having me. Appreciate it. Now, I was a big fan of your previous film, and this is much different than uh, than Willie's Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. Was that uh, intentional? Like, I want to do something, you know, much different? Yeah, it was that. It was also, I got the script. Uh, George Lee, a producer friend of mine, brought me the script, and I read it, and I was like, man, I got to make this, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I wanted to do, you know, in Hollywood, uh, you can get pigeonholed very easily, and... I wanted to do something, you know, I love Willie's and I love the tone of it. I love making that movie. It will always be very precious to me. Um, but I wanted to do something that showed a different side, a little more intense, a little more, uh, you know, narrative, uh, you know, pushing the narrative forward and, and, and working with, um, with, with the actors. And it was cool. It was an all female horror film, you know, it was different. It was challenging. So all those above, you know, and I think Rob Kennedy wrote a great script and I just like, I got to be a part of this. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge horror fan and that's part of what's cool about being a horror fan is I like all the, I like a blood, a real bloody gory movie. It yeah. really depends what I'm in something silly or, or something, you know, thought provoking. Yeah. It depends what kind of mood you're in. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the idea I wanted to make more of a throwback, you know, to the vintage horrors of the seventies with Rosemary's Baby and uh, The Omen, Exorcist, The Changeling, that kind of vibe. Whereas, you know, Willie's was kind of a love letter to the 80s, you know, um, with Evil Dead and things like that. So I felt this was really kind of a cool, like, vintage horror vibe to do. So. Yeah. Did you know the writer at all, uh, Rob Kennedy? No, no. We just met over the script. I and mean, he's a great guy and uh, great to work with. Um we, we hit it off immediately and um, just saw the same movie together, you know, so it was great. Was he like on set uh, when you're making the movie or? No, the sad thing is Rob is in Ireland and um, uh, COVID was still going on and they had shut down so that you couldn't do outside the U.S. travel. So, yeah, yeah we never got to meet. Maybe yeah, I just I just flew for the first time uh, in August since uh, COVID. Okay. Wow. Yeah, something, right? <laughs> yeah, which I, uh, you had COVID pretty bad not that long ago, right? I did. I, I had it right before Willie's came out. I was in the uh, ICU for two weeks. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're That was crazy, you. buddy. Uh, that, and that, that's another thing, too, like being that close to death, you know, and really that close to death, it was like I, I, I don't have any fear, you know? So, like, when I got out and Willie's came out. It's like to go make this movie. It's like, yeah, let's go do it. Like, I just don't, you know, time's precious. We have to enjoy every moment we have. So I was like, you know, let's, you know, some people go, they wait for the perfect script or the perfect, you know, the perfect thing to click in. And then I was like, no, you know, you make it perfect. You make it the best you can be. And when I read Rob's script, I was like, this is great. This is totally what I want to do. Let's go Mm -hmm. for it. So. Yeah, I don't like to make the interviews about me, but uh, right when I turned 40, I was very sick and uh, almost died. I was in the hospital and it was the oh. years recovery and stuff. But it, it did uh, change my life for the better, ultimately, because yeah. like, I mean, you're not gonna, we're not here forever. So while you're here, it's best to do, you know, stuff you'd like to do and be with people you want to be with. Yeah, that's great. How, how did it change your life? Like what? Well, um, that's when I, I uh, at the time I was like 360. I've lost 180 pounds. Um, I stopped drinking. Uh, I started walking every day and uh, just a lot uh, mentally a lot better, not just physically. Healthier. 
Yeah. Good for you. That's great. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So uh, the cursed, I really like, like I said, I like all different things. I uh, yeah. probably 70s horror is going to be up there for me for one of my favorite kind of films. And uh-huh. you don't see a lot of it today. Mm-mm. You know, a lot of, we see a lot of throwback uh, stuff to the eighties. Yeah. And uh, Meg Foster is just <laughs> amazing. And uh, every, it's a great cast, but Meg Foster is just, uh, uh, I like witches in movie. You don't really see a great, a lot of great witches, but she's got to yeah. be up there for one of the best. She's incredible. Right. I yeah. mean, she's such a sweetheart and she's an icon. She's done so many fantastic movies and, Working with her was just a pleasure. I mean, I can't say any more good things about her. She's just awesome. And she brought Miss Ambrose to life. I mean, even her sitting in the bed, just sitting there. Right. She has presence. You feel it, right? Mm -hmm. That's hard to do, man, as an actor. You know, the air is thick when she's there, you know? So uh, it's just great. Yeah. Yeah. So much presence. And uh, really like a, a brave, a brave of her to play this role. Cause it's not, you know, uh, the, she's not uh, great looking in the movie. Intentionally, yeah. So, yeah, no, she's no fear. Meg's no fear. And you know, um, that's opening scene when she's doing, um, the, the spell and things, it's like, she's speaking in tongues. She's going to a place that none of us have been to. Right. She's mm-hmm. just out there. And what's interesting with Meg is when she's finished, she forgets it. She doesn't know what she did. She doesn't oh, remember. Right. So yeah, she's kind of, it's like a out of body experience for her. So for stuff about, like that, then like, is it hard then if you want to do multiple shots of it, if, if it's like different each time? Well, it's funny you say that because there was that scene and I had the camera on Alexis and when I, she was doing her coverage and then Meg started going crazy and I was, I told the cameraman to flip it over. And so we did that and Meg was like, she went crazy and then she's like, wait a minute, I thought the coverage was on her. I was like, but Meg, you were so good. Like I had to get it to, you know, so um, so yeah, you know, you just got to be in that moment and it's kind of shooting from the hip. You just got to, you got to go with it, go with the flow. So yeah. this might be a silly question, but when you write in a script where people are talking tons, is it written out like, or is it kind of up to the actor? Like what exactly they're going to say? Like the, in terms of like the, spells, really. the dialogue yeah. or everything, the, the more of the spells, like if you're talking in tons in, in Rob's script, he had it written out, hmm. uh, which was great. Yeah. He's a great writer. So he had it very detailed. And uh, I just wanted to make sure that all that, all the words made sense of what the spell would be and how it connected to the fly and the demon and all that. But, and uh, yeah, Meg did that whole speaking in tongues a little bit when she got, you know, that, that was, that was her. Um, But that was the dialogue in the script. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, I know you worked with, uh, with big actors, but is it ever intimidating uh, directing someone who is like a veteran actor? No, um, it's fun. And, and, you know, I love to listen to their stories and hear what they've gone through and ask them questions and stuff. And uh, so, no, I mean, when you're making a film, you know, it's kind of like all the elements are there, all the ingredients. And so I'm kind of looking at, the end result, the, 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 I'm, I'm already focused on the cake being baked, right? So when I work with the actor, it's like they're just the ingredient to get to that cake being baked, and we got we to gotta get there. So, um, you know, I'm, it's funny you say that, though, because I, 
I remember my first movie with Robert Forster and I'm sitting there talking to him about the character. I'm doing all this stuff. And then I stop in the mid sentence and I'm like, Oh my God, you were, you were <laughs> Captain Dan from, from black hole, you know? <laughs> so there's those moments where, you know, I mean, of course, Nick, like he's just an icon. So like you're shooting Nick, like I'm working with Nick Cage, but you got to just get to the point where it's like, look, they're doing a part. We're all putting a movie together. They're partners and we're, you know, but yeah, Meg, it was just wonderful listening to her stories and she just had great chi and presence, you know, just a great vibe about her. So, yeah. Something I think about till so you mentioned it when we started was a uh, female cast, mostly all female cast. In yeah. your previous films, uh, it's kind of like a macho movie because you got Nicholas yeah. Cage like, yeah. and yeah. everybody. So it's a completely different. Uh, how is that to, to go from one to the other? Or even maybe you've not done a, a film that's all female cast. Well, it's funny because, you know, I've been married 21 years. I got my daughter who's 16. I got two sisters. I, get, I was raised with my mom. So it's like I kind of I've got that background a little bit. Um, it was exciting for me. It was a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're such in this, I, this world of political football and it's like, you know, identity politics and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, I, I, I felt like I, yeah, I'm a guy. Yes, that's for sure. And I, but, you know, I, I kind of understand the travels of what's happened. I have a daughter. I kind of looked at Sarah Gray as kind of the character of Ellie is kind of like a, my, a daughter figure. So for me, it was like just kind of tapping into that. I take care of my mom. She's 91. She lives with us. Mm-hmm. So those moments of like Ellie opening the door, checking on Miss Ambrose, I do that to my mother every day. So for me, it was like trying to take those real world experiences and kind of putting it in, into the setting and expanding on that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it. All those actors, actresses, they were fantastic. You know, what I love about our, our project too, is that it's organic. It's not like, well, they're guys, but we shifted it to girls or right, right. You know, whatever. it's like, it's just, it's a female cast and they don't talk about boyfriends. They don't talk about husbands, you know, not that they're, you know, we're, we're dogging on males. It's just, that's just not the movie. And I don't feel you miss it. Some of these movies, you would have the boyfriend show up and he's going to get axed by Ambrose. He's like the first guy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want that. I, I tried to make a try to a classy movie, you know, a little bit more of a of kind of a sophisticated vibe. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah. There's probably a, a, a positive thing that I didn't even think of that. until you mentioned it, but it's kind of I always think like the original Night of the Living Dead. Um, <laughs> they don't bring attention at all to the move in the movie that the main guy is a black guy. But I yeah. think that made it it. If they did, I think the movie would seem dated, but it doesn't. And I think it yeah. makes it more powerful. I agree. I totally agree. You know, and these are just strong characters. And when you read the script, when I read the script, it's like, yeah, it makes sense, you know. And and so you just kind of work and go on their journey, you know, with them. And, um, you know, and what's interesting, too, is like, I like the idea, too, that audiences can read into things. Maybe it's there, maybe yeah. it's not. But you could make the argument that, Ellie and Beth, maybe they're together, you know, um, you know, the, Beth really cares for Ellie a lot, you know, uh, maybe they work together, maybe they will be together, you know, I don't know, maybe not, you know, that's fine too, I don't, whatever, but we're not calling attention to it. We're just, you know, that's not the story, right? The story is two friends, two people who really care about one another. That's what it's about, mm-hmm. you know? And, and what happens. And then you, uh, you care more about what happens to them uh, when you actually care about the characters. Mm, agreed. Yeah. Um, so I, I do did, forgot to mention it is coming out the October 14th. Did you do any um, festivals or any screenings with, with uh, an audience yet? No, 
we just finished the movie. Um, I know we're going to be at this uh, festival called Horror House. I think that's at the end of October, but um, no, we're coming out October 14th. So we just got it finished and delivered. So we just made the date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess if you already have a release date, there's no real reason to do the festival. I mean, it would have been fun. I mean, yeah. I, I would love to see it with a big audience. It'd be great, you know, but um but yeah, it's exciting that it's going to come out. The trailer dropped uh, last week, and we've gotten good feedback on that. So, yeah, and the post art's cool, and uh, yeah. it really is. I really liked it. Um, not Great. just because you're here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that because some people catch, uh, catch on to that. They're like, "Well, you didn't mention that." <laughs> but uh, so, how about uh, casting Sarah Gray for Ellie? Oh, and Sarah's wonderful. Um, you know, she read the script and loved it. We had a zoom call and she's just such a great kind hearted person. And she's just got such positivity. She glows, you know, and that's what I wanted for that character because that character is going to be run through the muck, right? It's going to go through a lot. And I wanted the idea of a loss of innocence, you know, um, Cause she is kind of naive, you know, doesn't know the world that she's tampering with. You know, I love that scene when she comes in and she comes from the cellar and then she comes back, she goes, Miss Ambrose, like she's now ticked off and now she's going to take it. She thinks she's taking it into her hands and control, but then, you know, things happen. But, um, but she's just, yeah, Sarah was just wonderful. She's a great partner. You know, we worked on the movie, and uh, say like this dialogue is just not rubbing, rubbing me. It's like, oh yeah, no, I, you know, let's do it this way. It's like, yeah, let's. Can you do this in a look? Great, you know. So we really worked well. I would come to her and say, I've got this. I'm thinking about doing this. She goes, I was just going to talk to you about that because you know that's what I, you know, it was like really simpatico. Our, our minds were you know connected, which was awesome. Uh, I was like that with the whole cast. You know, Mina was fantastic. She came to me, she said, what character should I draw from, from film or, or, or uh, television or books or what? And I said, uh, Nurse Ratchet came to mind, um, you know, because I can I definitely just, see that now that you mentioned it. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like she's kind of in her zone. She's doing her thing. She's evil as hell, but you know what? She doesn't think she is. She thinks she's doing the right thing. I always thing. think that's the best villain is someone in their mind. They're doing it. I think that's even creepier. If someone actually thinks yeah. they're doing the right. Oh, thing. for sure. Yeah. Who's a villain. You've got to believe you're in the right. You're doing, you're doing the right, you're doing the right thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, nurse ratchet was inspired her. Um, it's cool. Like I would ask the actors, like I asked Sarah DeMont, like what scares you, you know? And she'd mm-hmm. say, you know, Oh, something in the dark, you know, you know, you, you use something you can't see da, da, da. I say, okay, great. Why, why is that? Well, it's because your vision or you think about something, but I really want to get in the psychology of things. So I really kind of tapped everybody and said, you know, what, what, what scares you? What, what makes you, gives you pause? What thinks, you know, and to me that demon is kind of represents this invasive of a woman, you know, the worst thing you could do is like invade them without their consent. And that's what he does. He comes out and in. Right. And so that was really kind of unnerving to, to the, to the actresses on the set, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I would think as an actor too, if you get uh, connected to the role, then no matter what you're doing, you're kind of, you're in the role then if you're connected yes. to, you know, how uh, emotional and psychological you want to play the character. No, it was great. I mean, the two Sarahs, uh, Sarah Grant, Sarah DeMont, they would be talking and you'd pick up the, 
the headphones, Neil, and I'd be listening to them, and you'd think they were just having a conversation with the two Sarahs, but they were actually running lines as Ellie and Beth. So they had that connection and that realism. And Mina was really cool because she was kind of off on her own, doing her own thing because she really wasn't part of the group. That's her character. And so she had her like Nazi boots on and she was just like getting, getting stirred up and everything, getting fired up. It was really cool watching her, watching her, the way she works and how Mm -hmm. she was tapping into that. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've seen her play a a similar role like that before. She's awesome in this movie. I just think she's great. Yeah. Yeah. How about, um, well, uh, back to that, when you were saying, like, um, when you said, like, Nurse Ratchet, when you read a script, do some, like, uh, other characters pop in your mind? Like, if someone does ask that question, like, um, you know, maybe this is a similar person to to watch or. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, to me, it's uh, a lot of like reading and rereading and thinking about it and letting it ferment and sitting on it and, and just kind of uh, letting the ideas come. That's one of my favorite times working on a film is when you read the script and you're just kind of riffing and you're like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool as this, 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 this. And then you start getting technical with it and craft and building it and go, okay, I need this lens. I need a wide lens to do it this way, capture it this way, or a long lens for this, or a high angle here. Then you start really getting into the weeds. But the idea of just kind of riffing and letting your mind go, because that at that time, right, you you have all the budget in the world, right? So you're pitching these things, you know? And then it comes down to you talk to the producers, and then it's like you realize, okay, wait a minute, we only got this? Okay. <laughs> but uh, but it's cool. It's cool to to just really riff and to think about it and kind of build that world. So, yeah, Nurse Ratchet was something that I immediately kind of latched onto with Alma. Yeah. Speaking of the demon, too, uh, my friend Troy James uh, plays the demon. So as soon as I uh, saw uh, that, I messaged him. I was like, oh, you're in this movie that I'm about to watch. And uh, he, he told me he didn't watch it yet. So he, he wasn't sure. Okay. But he's so great to work yeah, with. He's super nice. He's super nice. He's an awesome dude. Did a great job. Yeah. I told him maybe that he could have been in the movie a little more is my only thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell Kevin Lewis more demon in the right. Yeah. The accursed or something, right? <laughs> <The> sequel. Yeah. <laughs> is that um I think sometimes that's kind of overlooked. Um acting someone does when they're playing a monster because I don't think uh it is important. It isn't like anyone yeah. could do this. Absolutely. I mean, it's a huge part of the movie and they're talking about the demon, the whole, whole film. The, the, the interesting thing I like is that we all have demons, right? So that, you know, we all have demons. We have to face them. And um, if you don't face them now, you're going to face them later. And so we take that theme, but then we actually build on it and manifest it and make it a physical presence in the movie, which I really liked. Yeah. There actually is a demon. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's fascinating that demons it's not really what they do it's who they affect around them, the world that they affect. And so when he comes out, he affects the world, right? He affects the girls. And I added this kind of cool visual called the demon, demon shake, but it's like this, the, the, the frame just starts kind of vibrating a little bit, this demon base, because he has brought his world into our world or their world. Right. So I always thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I've always thought about the, the origin of, of that saying, you know, fighting your demons. And I think a lot of it is, you know, back at a time when people didn't understand, you know, what alcoholism is or anything, they probably thought they really were, you know, possessed by a demon. Totally. And then, you know, and maybe there is, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But uh, it's, I think it's interesting to think about any of the origins of, uh, you know, any of those words. 
Uh, who was uh, who did the effects? Was it someone you worked with before? So, uh, Cinema Makeup School did the demon. That was a practical suit. They did a fantastic job. Uh, Devin and Oliver. Um, and then we uh, had Dave McAdoo did um, did the artwork for it. He did like the production design drawings. Um, and then we had a great company called Entropic, uh, Nate Robinson's company, Entropic. They did um, the VFX. They did just a fantastic job. So they augmented. They did the flies and things like that. Um, th- that whole fly is CG with the the, three, the 360 camera going to mm-hmm. land on the fly. Um, so they handled all the VFX work. I like to do practical effects and then do and a, yeah, enhance effects and just, yeah. And, and like paint strokes and just brushes, just, just enhance it a little, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I and think what cool, was cool is I got all the Willie's guys back. I got Dave oh, Newbert right. who shot Willie's. He was my DP. I got, Ryan Liebert, who cut Willie's, he was the editor. I got Emwa, who was the voice of Willie and did the music for Willie's. He did the music for The Curse, which was a completely different, you know. Um, he did the two songs, too. Oh, very great. cool. Yeah, yeah, I actually have that in my, uh, in my notes about the, the ending song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a spoiler, but I won't mention, but it's very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So make sure you stay. That's one thing that annoys me on a lot of streaming sites is that they, uh, they don't let you really see the the. Tra- the um, the credits they they fly through it like in two seconds. Oh, they do they immediately cut away. Oh, from it drives me nuts. I was watching uh, the cur- the curse the other day, the werewolf movie with uh, Boyd Holbrook, and uh, it's on Hulu. And it ends. I'm kind of digging the score, and I'm wa- I'm starting to see who did it, and I'm curious, you know. And then it's like, oh, here it goes. It, you know, it's going to the next you know horror TV show or what? I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, like moving it, trying. Yeah, to, like, yeah. It drives I me nuts. It. Yeah. Like, can't you just sit for another two to three minutes and watch the, the beautiful people that worked on this film that gave their hearts and souls? You know, everybody is, tries to make a great movie. No one sets out to make a bad movie. Can you just give a little bit of your, your precious time to, to you know, admire the, these, these group of people, these craftsmen, you know? So, yeah, yeah it drives me I'll- nuts. Yeah, and I won't name like a lot of the streaming sites, but you know they're dedicated to people who love movies. You think they would have more, you know, respect for that? Wow. Even happens sometimes that I go to the theater every week because I think it's the best way to watch a movie possible. Yeah. I yeah. went to see Smile Friday, and as soon as it was over, they turned the lights on and they came in to start. I was oh. like, I want to sit here. <laughs> There's oh, also something about it, like over, so and you just in. yeah, you soak in the music, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it drives me nuts. Was Smile good? I hear it's really good. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was. It has a lot of. Uh, first of all, it's really cool to look at, uh, the, and it has jump scares, which I'm not against. I know some people are, and the ending's crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, but it also has a lot of good themes in the movie about like grief and suicide, and so I think it's really it's got a, a lot going on there. It's really good. Great. I want to see it. Yeah, I would definitely. And the ends just really whacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really crazy for like, a, I say for a theatrical release film, but it seems like we're getting uh, more really out there stuff for, at the theaters that might not have been released. Like Barbarian. I really want to see Barbarian, Barbarian too. I hear too. it's great. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool that those kind of movies, you know, get a theater. And I always tell everyone you should support, you know, the theater because. I hear people always say like nothing. They only play Marvel movies and stuff. And I'm like, well, they don't, they show all kinds of movies, but you have to go out and see them yeah. or else they're not going to keep showing them. They're not going to do it. That's right. Yeah. For sure. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a business and I've yeah. nothing against Marvel movies. I actually like a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, you have temple of doom behind you. What's the other one? Oh, uh, Raiders. Oh, very, very good. 
And, and then I've got, uh, let's see. And then I got Blade Runner. Oh, excellent. And Army of Darkness. Oh, Army yeah. of Darkness poster was signed by Sam Raimi. Oh, really? When I was That's young. Awesome. And Bruce Campbell. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah, just yeah. recently, my friend Annabelle and I, they showed the, the um, uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness outside in the woods by a cabin. And we're like, well, we have to do that. Oh. <laughs> it was a really fun. That's episode. awesome. Yeah. Sit outside. That's and cool. It started to rain, but uh, it was all right. But it was a very, it was a very fun. Yeah, Raider, Raiders and Raiders and Army of Darkness, like Raiders is, I mean, my, my favorite movies of all time. That, that, that was a movie where I realized what a director does, what Spielberg did with shots and cutting and everything. I mean, I love the Star Wars movies like any other kid, you know, but yeah. I always thought the Star Wars movies were handed down by God. They just were like existed, right? Yeah. But Raiders, I started seeing craftsmanship and art, artistry behind the scenes. And then Evil Dead was the same. I was like, man, the camera work, like, the inventive camera work on doing that movie, which is yeah. blown away, you know, so they're, they're really special to me. Yeah. I always think, you know, like Raiders is a movie that shows um, the big blockbuster movies don't have yeah. to be like kind of lame movies. They can yeah. still be great movies and yeah, yeah. something that a lot of people go and see. Absolutely. Yeah. How about uh, finding the right house for, uh, for the accursed? Oh boy, that was tough. So I went out location scouted and I went to these cabins. I found one cabin I loved, um, but it, we weren't going to work. It wasn't going to work. And then it's like, I really wanted to build the cabin. And so what we did was we found a, a school that was, uh, that sold, um, when it, it, it was uh, sold to a church, the church had it, but the, it was during COVID. So the church would have sermons outside. And so in the gym, they, we built the cabin. So the interior is a full on set. And it was kind of cool. Cause you know, evil dead too. They, they did that, you know, in, in, a, in a high school gym as well. So um, we built the gym and then we found an exterior and we shot the exterior um, in a location, but that was all. I would not have known that. Looks, it looks, I thought it was an old house you guys found. Yeah. Yeah. Burns, the production designer did an amazing job and Benji, uh, that's a great crew on this movie, you know? So I had the DP from, from Willie's and the editor and just, you know, I had all my Willie's group and a group of good producers, George, George Lee and Marcus Englefield and Jeremy Ross. Like it's like, we had a really good team on this film. So. Yeah. Uh, amazing ending. I don't want to spoil the ending obviously, yeah. but uh, I thought it was awesome. I just really kind of movie. I like. so I was really happy. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad buddy. I'm glad you liked it a lot. It, it, you know, it's interesting because this was my first day doing kind of interviews. So I'm, I just finished it and it's like, I'm getting the sense of what, so it's like, it's cool that people are digging the movie. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I really liked your last movie and I really liked talking to you last time. So when yeah. I saw you, you, you had something new. I was like, Oh, I'm actually interested, you know, in checking this nice. out and see what else, he, what else he's up to. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to, you know, more stuff. I, I know it's, you want to plug a curse, but uh, I do see that you have a few things in the work. So that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got uh, this movie Oak. I just finished. I'm in post on that. It's cool. It's got like a nightmare in Elm street. It follows vibe, you know, oh. um, it's about a group, a group of uh, high school kids that hear this uh, legend of this. Uh, you touch this Oak tree and this nurse comes after you. Um, I had a great talented cast with that. Um, Catherine Daddario leads it. She's fantastic. Um, She's really, really good cast. Um, and so that's, I'm on post on that right now. And then uh, I've got a couple of things I'm working on. I've got another horror project called the Houdini Pact, which is really cool. I'm putting that together. Uh, and then I've got, 
three or four other projects, but you know, it just depends on what happens, right? Like everything yeah. clicks in, you got to just see how things go. So I've got, I've got a sci-fi script I love that we're working on, but you know, all this stuff takes time and I'd rather put the time in and get it right. Cause you only have one chance when these movies come out. Right. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So I can't run a ticker at the bottom and say, Hey, I, sorry, I rushed this because I wanted to do, you know what I mean? So right. I'm just trying to get everything right from cast and, crew and the finance and the days to shoot and the location, all that. So a lot of moving pieces for films, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So October 14th, the accursed in theaters and on demand, I recommend it. I hope people uh, check it out and uh, it was cool uh, catching up with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Feel the night and I lose control